everyone out there. That's really aggressive. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're aggressive people. We're women. Welcome to <laughs> On the Spot with Emily Doriso, Rebecca Doriso, and <laughs> Pat Doriso Hudson. Wee! Who is providing the sound effects for this episode. <laughs> and spoiler alert, Rebecca is not a Doriso, but we like to pretend that she's our child. I'm offended, but we'll keep moving on. So this podcast, we're going to just be like shooting the shit and it's going to be really boring for a lot of people who are not us. But things that we enjoy, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, and all other music. So it's going to be a probably very musically charged discussion. Would you say so, Rebecca? I would completely agree. All I know is music, and all I care about is music, Emily, Pat, my mom. That's it. Perfect. Same. Uh, Me, myself, (laughs) Patrick, and your mom. And and you, our faithful viewers. That's right. Thank you for being there through all these years. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so we're going to start off this podcast with a fun fact. Um, Rebecca and I began... Our cousins. We began our very deep and dysfunctional and truly strange relationship based on the fact that we met as Um, literal long-lost cousins. Yeah. Literal. Agreed, Emily. Um, When we were about... How old were we? Were we like... I might have been... No, God, no. I might have been seven. Okay. You might have been nine. Okay, so we were like very young children, elementary children, and we honestly bonded the first five seconds because Rebecca realized that I had Lil Romeo's single, My Baby, and it was kind of like love at first sight after that. Everything kind of like connected. Just clicked. Mm -hmm. And that fateful Thanksgiving (laughs) night... We listened to My Baby probably like 700 times over and over. Oh, yeah. And I think what made it even more um, climactic was that we only would meet like once a year. Yes. For years. Like really though. (laughs) And that's what like really enhanced. Because our families had to take us to each other when you're a child. You have no choice. Yeah. And Rebecca and I, our chemistry is that like. We haven't seen each other in so long, so we need to pack every emotion into this five-hour period that we have, like, missed over the years. So it's very, very, like, high energy and just, like, real emotional. We get deep, we get high, we get low, and just, like, everything is wild. That's right. That's right. And and it's kind of like a yes and situation. Always. Definitely. It's always like, Emily, yes. And, and we yes keep and. going, keep going. And then when it's time to go at 9.30, we are not sleepy. We're ready to keep oh, going and yeah. going. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, apparently I would uh, I would leave in the night and that was it. But here we are as grownups and we have all the free time in the world just to keep this roller coaster rolling. It's, it's <laughs> so, so much rolling, rolling. is happening. So many highs, so many lows, and, and we're not going to describe any of them. No, <laughs> we're just going to talk about I don't know music. So, Rebecca, why don't we mm. start with our yes, origin- Emily? No, no, no. We're going to start with our origin stories of Michael Jackson. Oh fate- God. Okay. Fate, fatefulness, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, can we can we keep talking while oh, we charge this? this? Because. Your story, I will get the charge. Oh, okay. So I'm really glad we did this at this moment because I almost feel like this is life or death. Like if this podcast ends, um, our relationship will be fragmented forever. My origin story of Michael Jackson, um, while Emily bravely gets this charger, is that I was born, um, had no meaning for about five years of my life. Thank you, Emily. Mm. And then um, I'm just going to check to see. Yeah, we're, we're still on the clear. Um, four minutes, 51 seconds of bliss. So five, five years old. P- picture this. She's orphaned. She's alone. She has parents, but it doesn't matter. And 
I had no will to live. Then all of a sudden I watched Thriller and I mean, you know, that's that's pretty common thriller. That's what we all do to get into Michael Jackson. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that someone so special had been born onto the earth and made something so hypnotic. And I listened to Jackson 5. I felt like I was a baby Michael. I would go into kindergarten and act out Michael Jackson every day. Um, yeah, all I would do is watch my Michael Jackson like did you have that dvd that here maybe i'll place myself here did you have that dvd (laughs) that was like all the michael jackson dvds you know sorry videos all in like three discs i didn't have that but i feel like as a child i would have died for that right that's exactly well that's what i had and i would just watch it over and over and over and over and over and over i also was an only child as you should Mm. maybe you, you already understood that and um, at day camp, I would just sit in the back of the bus and listen to Thriller on cassette over and over mm. and sing as if there was no one else on the bus. That is such a beautiful story. Take it away, Emily. What was your origin um, story? You know, it's it's hard to place because I know that my first Michael Jackson album that my parents bought me was Thriller. And I know that the Thriller music video, of course, was a very big beginning. But yes, I do feel like one of the first Michael Jackson songs that I was obsessed with was Don't Stop Till You Get Enough from Off the Wall. Yeah. And that music video, like, was so... It was so dated, but at the same time, it was so inspirational because it was literally just him in a fucking suit dancing in front of, like weird backgrounds mm-hmm. and like candy and like just like weirdness and it was just like it was so simple but it felt so iconic to me mm-hmm. and that song was just like fucking everything I loved that song so much and to this day I love this song that song so much but it really I mean my first my first Michael Jackson album was Thriller And then I went kind of down the line from there. I did get off the wall. And all of my albums were deluxe Mm. albums that had all of like the Quincy Jones audio. Yeah, you knew about Carousel before me. The song Carousel. Carousel. I remember I came over. That was a big memory for me. I remember I came over thinking I knew Michael Jackson up and down. Like I was the one who discovered him. And then, yeah. And you as like an 11-year-old were like, get here, bitch. Listen to this fucking (laughs) shit. Yeah, I mean, the deluxe albums really put things into perspective. But honestly, like, the Quincy Jones perspective is yeah. just like... I've no, the always, commentary was good. Yeah, I've I always been a big, like, behind-the-scenes bitch. Emily, like, you know what? That's another thing we have in common. I have to add listen. that all I care about... Literally, I watch a movie, who cares? Then I go straight to the to the freaking behind-the-scenes. No. And I hold on, and I go to the director's commentary actor commentary all i want to hear is like oh remember this memory when we got pizza on set like that's my favorite kind of thing like hearing what they did who they were and who they became yeah so these are two behind the scenes bitch bitches i was literally the same person like i would be like okay like behind the scenes behind the music was like the best wait making making the video yeah fucking greatest making the music video those were the best shows yeah but like I just loved that whole the those stories like behind mm-hmm. making those albums and I think that's what makes like me and Rebecca true fans because we care about the behind the scenes information. That's right. Like that's right. We want to know where it came from. Uh-huh. And I think that is that's just like something in our brains. Like yeah. that's something that people some people have where they just like want to know where it came from. It's just like, "Wow, that was great." But like how did that all come to be? And it's mm-hmm. tr- like, I don't understand how people can just like watch a movie and be like, okay, like, bye. And like, not want to investigate. More. I agree. Like after I watch mm-hmm. a movie that I really love, I want to see interviews. I want to see like makeup, like mm-hmm. how they did everything. Like, it's just, I want to see everything about it. Yeah, it's almost like you think we'd be good at technology or something, but we're not. Because we, but our we'll, families are. Like, your okay. father and my father are, like, technological geniuses. Good point. Maybe this is our version of technology. Yeah. Just going deep, deep into the depths of, like, the brain of a creative person that we admire. You know, like... This must be the Hudson blood. This yeah. must be something in the Hudson Cozellian blood. Cozellian Hudson. Like, the just we want to like the investigative yeah. nature of us like 
we want to find out more. That's right. Yeah, because even even when I meet people, not to go off, too off topic, but when I meet people, the first thing I think is like, what do you really think? And like, that is what where, are you really mm, doing? That you is know? where me and Rebecca differ. Okay. Because, like, I don't give a shit about people much. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I know I'm like I'm not as I'm maybe not as I think... intuitive or like inquisitive as you in that nature with people. But maybe it's because you care too much. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I care too little. Okay, <laughs> but but she does digress. care about Michael Jackson. We digress. <laughs> anyway, Michael Jackson is the core of our music love, mm-hmm. and there blossomed a very healthy admiration of Mm -hmm. many artists and many types of music true right true 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 yeah and also just like um the the obsessiveness of like knowing someone's career like not only going like oh i'm a michael jackson fan Mm -hmm. it the reason why i really knew she was the one and someone i could trust with my soul was that it was like no 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 this is what we know about michael jackson we know this album this album Mm -hmm. this album we know this backstory you saw this interview yeah yeah and like this is his vocal tim bray yeah (laughs) you know g note to c note Right, which is tattooed on your arm. Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. Literally. <laughs> but, um, okay, anyway. Why don't we, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to give you two roads to take here, Rebecca. Do yes, Emily. Do we go down a different music road where okay. we talk about other pieces of music, or do we delve deeper <coughs> into the Michael Jackson with some hard-hitting questions? I kind of feel like I could do Michael Jackson forever okay. because I, I mean, I don't know. I could definitely talk about a lot of things, but so this I is something I know the most about and many, you too. Yes. How, well, how many minutes are we in here? Okay. So viewers, we, here's a little math. We are 1148 minutes in. Okay. So let's, let's get into the hard hitting questions now. Okay. Before Emily. people turn this off because <laughs> they realize that it's hot garbage. I think we're hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah. Did he do it? Did he touch that boy? <laughs> I wanna, first I episode. Honestly, because we've never talked about this before, mm-hmm. and I want to know your thoughts. I know my truth and what okay. I believe is truth, and I want to know what your truth is. Do you want to go first, or should I go first? I want you to go first, because I'm interested in what your, your thoughts are. Okay, these, these are my thoughts. I will, so first of all, as a person, th- these are the things that I stand by, just like in my, you know, like things mm-hmm. I believe in. I believe in people's pain. I believe in being curious about people. I believe in um, I believe in trauma, which which is to say, I don't think he did it. Um, what I do think is that he is or was. I still my heart still feels like he's alive. He was a super sick person, and I and I think, unfortunately. Um, but it's one of those. Unfortunately, slash fortunately, he was so talented and so angelic and alienistic in his talent that it was both a savior and a a complete distraction from the real pain that he felt as a person Mm -hmm. and I think he had absolutely no childhood he had a lot of pressure he had no grown-ups that understood him or cared about him I know his mom was like a good person in his life and I'm not saying like you know he was filled with hate but I just think for the most part he was like a robotic child that had no time to process him himself and I think when that happens, you become an adult that needs to relive that and needs to put that somewhere. And if anything, I actually think he just loved children. And honestly, I think we're a homophobic and sexist society, and we don't think that people can just love children, especially men. We think that they have to be sexual. We're like, oh, he loves children? He must be fucking them, you know? We're, we have this weird pornographic, like, you know, I, I mean, he, I think he just really loved children. He wanted to be surrounded by them. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know how perfect his relationships were with children, but I just don't think he would cross that line because he cared so much about childhood because he didn't have one. I don't think he would ruin a childhood because of his own pain. I think if anything, he wanted the companionship of children because he never got friend. He never had that, and I think we just don't know how to take that. We don't know how to take a grown man. Um, loving children i think we automatically say it's sexual we automatically think he has some weird other you know uh i don't know something you know Mm -hmm. that's what i I don't know that's what i think what are your thoughts so 
I'm glad you went first because I knew that you were going to be way more articulate than oh, I would be. Thanks, because but I felt like that like, was a lot. But 100%, I have the same thought. Oh, yay. That good. I don't agree. <laughs> I you that would. I do not think that he did do that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, um, yes, he was tormented and he um, was. I, I do believe that he was mentally ill. And I think that it was because that he did not have a childhood, like you said. Mm-hmm. And that he experienced extreme... Like you said, you believe in trauma of victims and things like that. But, it, like, he was also a victim himself of his own child yeah. abuse and things like that. Yeah. So, and I also agree that he loved childhood and acted like a child all the time because he never had it. And I think that I... You know, we never will know whatever happened... But I think that it is also very possible that he was just strange and children who he wanted to be with and he wanted to experience their childhood with them and just like be a friend to them might have taken it the wrong way because he's Mm -hmm. not a normal grown man. Yeah. And I think I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that like, the child was wrong but like like maybe they were scared or maybe they like felt weird around him and like Mm -hmm. that's real for them but Mm -hmm. like as far as the full-on sexual abuse I don't really believe it but that's just my truth yeah yeah I think sadly like it is one of those things where I guess you just don't know like nobody could really know but it but I feel like you know I feel like I I did invest and so did you like a lot of time just trying to get to know him as Mm -hmm. a as a person and as an artist and I don't know my my instinct as a person tells me that he that's not where he went you know it was it was a much more it was much more, I think, about his hurt than him yeah. hurting anybody, you know? I agree with that. I agree. I think, like, did you ever watch that? It was, like, some, like, special where he was, like, interviewed by that, yes. like, British guy. I knew exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. going to mention that, too. And he's, like, climbing trees and yeah. he's, like, waving mm-hmm. and, like, like, literally acting like a seven-year-old. Yeah. And, like, it's almost heartbreaking to watch because you see how he's just not... A grown man like yeah and like of course I mean but, it, but it's funny because that also brings up a whole you know I mean this could be a whole other conversation but I because I also think like what like you know I don't know who are we to say like what's normal or not you know mm-hmm. I don't know I mean yes there's something I think because we like have our own ideas of like what it feels like to be a grown-up and how we feel mm-hmm. maybe it feels like oh god like that might maybe that's weird or that's yeah. sad or like which yeah I mean it is sad just because we know he didn't experience it but like I don't know I mean if, if he's happy climbing trees why not you know right. I think it's kind of sad that like America's so like oh fuck this guy you know like, yeah. like what's wrong with us why can't someone climb a tree <laughs> like and yeah, dream like why not you know yeah yeah I agree I know and it's not that like and like it's not that I don't think that he like was a grown-up but like I feel like you could see especially in that special like you could see how happy he was pretending to be a child (laughs) yeah that's like that was like the full point of it like he just like loved feeling like a child Mm -hmm. and that was the whole point of Neverland too was to like feel like a child yeah yeah I mean, I don't know, but a part of me also, so like I was even just talking to my mom the other day about, we always get into like conversations about like, you know, life, death, God, I don't know. We were talking about like mental health and we were, we were, I was saying to her, like, you know, I, some, I, I visited a mental hospital because a, a friend of mine was at one and I visited and I, I, I even said while I was there, I was like, I really don't even think there's that much of a difference between apparently like people that need to be here and, and me, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we're all close. There's really like the whole mental health, like the whole problem is that we treat each other. So like, Ooh, you're crazy. Something's wrong with you. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's all just different degrees of humanity. Nothing's really that alien or different. No, yeah. Everything's and like a spectrum. Everything's a spectrum. And we all could really visit. I mean, I'm not saying like everyone's going to lose control. I just mean, it, you know, it's not impossible for everyone to visit any part of life, you know, but now I forget the point <laughs> what I was going to say. Know, this like really, took but you know a what turn. I mean? This but, yeah. really took a turn. But, yes. But I know. guess that's a good statement to make though, just in general, like, <laughs> like, you know, people are people. And, exactly. Uh, and Michael Jackson was a person, whether or not we believe it, you know? Yeah. And he was, and so were the one. children involved. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, I guess what I was going to say was, um, um, that's, I get it. So I was going to say, we're all close to this mental hospital thing, even though we go like, oh, mental hospital, whoa. Like, okay, what grown-up wouldn't love to go to Neverland? Like, show me a grown-up who would not like to ride a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like, why are we acting like that's so crazy? We love that. There are millions and millions of grown-ups who go to Disney World every year without Cello. Including me and (laughs) my husband, Patrick Doriso, even though we've only been once, but we are dying to get back because who doesn't want to feel like a child? Like everyone wants that feeling again, yeah. Because childhood is fucking rocking and mm-hmm. amazing, and like everyone wants to be a kid. Like mm-hmm. that's just everybody wants to be that kid. Mm-hmm. And he had the means, so he became so, a kid. Like why not? He was literally like Peter Pan. Yeah, sounds good to me. I don't know. Should we turn this around? Okay. Should we turn it in another direction? Yeah, I'm ready, should Emily. The, should we take the exit to the next topic? Yeah, beep, beep. Listen. We're coming I, through. <laughs> I literally dropped the bomb of did he do it. So I think you need to drop a bomb of a, the following topic. <sighs> well, is, are we still talking about Michael Jackson? We can talk about whatever you want, and we will figure <laughs> that out right after this, after a moment from our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Stamps.com, you can buy stamps, regular postage stamps. You just pay some money, put it in your cart, print them out, and, uh, you know, stick them to your envelopes. So Stamps.com, sign up now online and use this fake code to get zero discount. Emily and Rebecca. (laughs) And we're back with On The Spot. Here's Rebecca Hudson. Thank you, Emily. You really did put me on the spot here. Um, I, well, so I, I mean, you know, I hopefully we can just keep recording more and more episodes because we, we know we have a lot to talk about. And we know you love to listen, whoever you are. So, I feel like, wait, at this moment, before we go on, we should probably establish establish a cutting off point because, as, as like for episodes. Rebecca know, we will let this go on for hours. So we will establish a cutting off point. But as... I mean, we've been talking nonstop for 20 minutes. That's pretty brutal. But yeah, but we could also, we could, so we could stop it, do a musical interlude, and then start the ooh, next topic. musical interlude, or another Stamps.com episode <laughs> commercial that I gave. Okay, anyway. Stamps, 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 stamps. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You've got your topic. Oh, so we, do we just, wait, I'm sorry. I have to have a private conversation with Emily. Emily, do we yes. decide to do a new, like, you know, do you a said, break? You said that you had, I, I did oh. the break. I did the stamps.com commercial. Okay, whatever. Okay. Fake one. Listen. Okay. <laughs> so I was just, what I was going to say though, was that like, we could go, we could talk about so many things, but I think like maybe this could be the episode of like Michael Jackson, what do we think, okay. you know? And then we'll do like a whole Start other off. one about like, I don't know what. So, okay. What do you think about, um, okay. I'm like. I don't know how much you think about this or know about it. Because I could change it if you don't have a lot to say about it. Okay. What do you think about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney and their whole moment together in life? Do you I, have thoughts I on it? I do not know much about it. Other than say, say, say. and say, 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 <laughs> and the girl is mine. That's I don't right. know much about the behind the scenes. That's, That's right. one area where I did not go behind the scenes. Well, yes. I do know that those two songs are kind of like at the bottom of my all-time Michael Jackson favorites. That's where we disagree. I know. That is where we disagree. Because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. if I had to pick a Michael oh. Jackson duet, it would be Michael Jackson's okay. TV Wonder. Well, here we go. Time. This reminds me. Let's do this. This topic is about Michael Jackson. And guests. And guests. So let's talk about all the times that he's had a special guest Perfect. on his songs. Perfect. Okay. So and what we think and what's going do on. Do we agree that number one is is Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Just Good Friends? Absolutely. Okay. And I don't mean to be like knower of the world because I have no idea about a lot of things. But I have an instinct that me and Emily are the only people who cherish that song. Do you think that's oh, true? I, I have not met anybody who actually <laughs> even knows that song besides you and me. Um, we have to hang out with a different crowd. I think so. But that song is definitely, like, by far, it is flawless. Their voices are amazing together. The, it's on his best mm. album, if you agree with Rebecca and I. <laughs> and 
just everything about that song is so musically just delicious and amazing and just we love singing it and like picking different parts and mm. sometimes we switch I don't I don't even know it's just like <laughs> that song is is so just it's so good yeah it's so good oh that is that is the best and my favorite and your favorite Michael Jackson duet I completely agree because also I think it's kind of like a fascinating idea that, you know, I don't know. I mean, not to be too godly, but I just feel like Michael Jackson like really has it all. Like he just has this voice from God, Mm. angel heaven, Mm. Jesus. And he. But I mean, as does Stevie Wonder. Yes. And that's why it's kind of amazing that they just come into this track together and they equally share it. Like, I feel like they do a really good job of just complimenting each other. It's not like, oh, welcome to my show. Welcome to my album, Stevie. It's like, you can tell there's like a brotherhood. Mm. Which I also, and and there's like, there's like a, there's like a crossover of styles happening. And I think that's why I never got into the Michael Jackson, um, Paul McCartney thing is because Ah. they felt so different and so like opposed in Uh my opinion. Uh Uh-huh. That, like, it was just, like, I don't know. It was just, like, kind of strange for me. I honestly was, like, I'd rather go, like, watch Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin, like, be friends. Like, Oof, Emily, just... that was a loaded... I like that. <laughs> I needed that in my life because I was feeling too positive. I was, like, I love Stevie. I love Paul. And I needed you to say to me, Rebecca, <laughs> that might not be okay. <laughs> I just... It, it just didn't mesh for me. It just didn't mesh for me. I like Say Say Say. I like The Girl Is Mine. I know Patrick oh. thinks it's fucking lame as hell, but... Okay, well, he... Okay, but, you know, Pat doesn't count because he doesn't understand the Beatles, and I oh. understand... I love him, but we're not going to mention that. He cracked a smile. He was... He, you know, I think we're just going to narrate, like, Pat's facial expressions, like, because he's part of this podcast, but he's also not, so we're just going to narrate. So we're going to include him here and there. Um, anyway, number two... Favorite Michael Jackson duet. Well, so this is where I would then come in with my Paul McCartney love because number two for me is The Girl Is Mine. That's my... I mean, in some ways, that's almost my favorite. Almost there with the Stevie Wonder one, mm. but that, that one's just special because that's like... Also, it's like they have the Motown Brotherhood... I don't know. It's it's much. It's very joyful. Yeah. And I don't know. And as Emily Emily said it really perfectly. There's just their voices are like butter and and oh, it's silk and it's just mm. an artistically stunning like I don't know friendship moment for them. It's really fun. But also the Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson song to me is really special. The girl's mine um, because. I don't know. I feel like I mean I get what you mean that there that it was just like a little too it's different for you. But like that's why I liked it because it was yeah. almost like so Paul McCartney, you know, I I like him a lot so I I mean I'm not an expert the way I would say I'm an expert at Michael Jackson, but I've done a lot of fun behind the scenes things of him as well. There's an excellent Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney documentary on YouTube mm-hmm. where they talk they go in depth about their um trips to Jamaica and their love of Jamaican culture which is kind of scary for them but right, interesting this isn't about no them. but well but i'm telling you but this is all this all goes in hand in hand because you need to know about his past and where all he was right. going so anyway because he was because that's where he was he was doing a linda mccartney moment oh, he was like that. he was being paul he was like oh my gosh i am so musically talented i'm british i'm cute i'm here he was like i'm doing the wings um some people love it some people hate it also he was being so unabashedly paul he was like i'm corny i'm american songbook i'm british i'm hilarious people love it but they don't (laughs) then michael jackson is like everyone like this is like he's thriller everyone loves him he's young he's cute and they love him and it's true at that time you couldn't get i mean that was it Everyone yeah, loved he, it. Like thriller. Yeah, if only we were there because we would have just died for really being there. But anyway, <clears throat> we missed it by a couple of years. Mm. But <clears throat> anyway, but like in the beginning, how cool. They're both in this time of like, well, Paul's kind of coming down from it. Michael's going up. I mean, as as all white people do, we try to get involved in all things amazing <laughs> and black and Motown. Yeah. So Paul's just like, oh, you're doing amazing. You're R&B. You're so popular. I love you. Let's do it. Michael, Mike, and also Paul. So it brought out for Paul this beautiful, like, oh, this like soulful quality that Paul sometimes would have in his voice in the Beatles, but no one really got it out of him except for Michael Jackson. That and their true. voices together are like this most soothing, like I think it was like a playground for Paul. Like finally he's free of the Beatles. Finally he's free from being stupid. And he, maybe he's still stupid, but we don't know. <laughs> but he's, but you know what I mean? He's just like, he's like, oh, here I am being Motown. Michael Jackson's here. 
I'm in the clear. I got it. And Michael's also kind of like, all right, this guy's a legend, but I'm fucking the best person that ever lived. And I'm going to just let him come over. But you know what I mean? But there's still, I don't know. It's still, I got excited. But anyway, I hope you know what I mean. I will agree with you. (laughs) Yes. I will agree with you there that like, it was a moment for Paul McCartney that he has never had before and that he has never he's never sounded like that before. So it was a really interesting Ooh. time to like hear his voice in that way. Mm-hmm. But my number two is going to be very unpopular. <laughs> but I just really... Somebody's watching me? I got it. No. It is Scream with Janet. Oh. No, I don't think it's going to be unpopular. I, okay. With people? I love him and Janet <laughs> together because their voices are strangely similar. Yeah. So it's like... And their faces are strangely, strangely <laughs> similar. If you like watch the video and like the two, like bro and sis, like together, like dancing and those. Do you know that was one of the most ex- expensive music videos of all time? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, that is insane to me because yeah. that music video, you, like you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, like whatever. They're just like crawling around on ceilings and shit. But that was like literally <laughs> like, one of the most Well, the most whole thing was like by a computer, right? That's why it's so expensive because it wasn't real. Like none of it was no, real. I, I thought it was expensive because it was real because they oh. got things where they like, they like had weird camera angles okay. and they had to get like weird machines okay. and like, like getting them like on the ceiling and shit. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Didn't go in depth behind the scenes there. <laughs> But that probably is probably my number two um, mm-hmm. duet because mm-hmm. I, I just love the two of them together. And I, I love that song. And I, I also love that song so much because I feel like it was so his truth about how like fucking horrible like media is and just like fame can be. And it was just like, it just made so much sense to me and I loved it so much. But then... My number three, and it's really my close number three because this could almost be my number two, um, but I just love Scream so much, is Just Can't Stop Loving You with that no-name bitch, <laughs> but like love that duet. Like I would literally well, She sit, wrote it. Yeah, and I would, <laughs> I would sit on a stool in my, in my bedroom and I would sit on my stool and I would sit there during Michael Jackson parts and just like play my part like, oh, yeah. And just like pretending to be the girl reacting to everything that he was saying. And then as soon as my part came on, I would be like, I hear the wind blow. And just like fucking just do all of it up. And that is like, that is one of my, that is also one of my all time favorite duets. Cause I just, that's such a classic MJ duet. Love it. Mm-hmm. And I, so I have to say also, like, so that's really interesting because you, you're, I have to thank you for me liking that song because I never connected with that my whole life. Like, I mean, I've listened, you know, as, as any true Michael Jackson fan, you don't really skip a, you try your best to like go everywhere, you know? So I listened to the the song. thing though, like about Michael Jackson is Mm -hmm. it's like evolving. Like, Dirty Diana was my one where I like, I never really liked it. Yeah. And then it like. It years and years struck later, you it like day. fucking grew on me. Like mm-hmm. Patrick, one of Patrick's favorite Michael Jackson songs is "Dirty Diana," and it was always one of like low on my list. I like, I liked it, but it was like lower on my list. Yeah. But then, like, I just, I fucking love it now. I love it. And yeah. I just, I feel like you grow with Michael Jackson. You grow with all of his different songs because it's so. Good point. But, I, but I'm digressing. Anyway. No, you're right. Continue. Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. You're right. As a kid, you know, for some reason, like, like you know, Lady in My Life, which people don't like, like, that, as a kid, that I loved that song. See? So, like, but that's to, what I'm, it is. Like, there. well, as a kid, for some reason, I was obsessed with that song. And now as a grown-up, like, it's fine to me. But now as a grown-up, um, I Just Can't Stop that. Loving You mm-hmm. is really gorgeous to me. And also, like... I think it's such a treat. Like, I mean, well, but well, I could, I could really go into it because, like, a treat in the sense of like, it, you know, if I were really doing a real Disney princess hetero, heteronormative, like, oh, like I love prince princess like time, which I do. So I'm, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I'm, I can claim that if I want to. That's fine. I do. And for me, that was a real fun moment of getting to have Michael Jackson sing with a girl. Does he have to? No. But it was a treat. It was fun. It was fun to hear him sing with a girl. We never really hear him do that. And, I do and have like a romantic yeah. girl love interest. You know, and I, I, in some ways I wish he was more, I wish he was a little more like oh, maybe I don't want to do that or not. We don't know. Sometimes I feel like he was talked into being romantic. Maybe he didn't want to yeah. do that. But if I were daydreaming in my little like straight girl way, it's kind of fun. It's fun hearing him be all romantic towards this girl mm-hmm. and it's live. It's not just him like talking about her. It's like this real girl who like kind of sucks. Like her voice is kind of weird, 
but I don't really like it. It's like a bit weird well, to me. The, the one thing that I really Cheryl Crow also sucks too. I don't like her. Oh well, that's what I was gonna say, right? Like, I I feel like I don't understand how she became his backup singer. I'll never understand. I was devastated like, when I found so out. Many, there's yeah. so many other like willing, like and amazing, like more, like better people. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like, Cheryl Crow was fine. Like, mm-hmm. I had her, I had her little cassette home, like her like little album. Like, I had that and mm-hmm. I jammed out. But like, her voice is not whatever. But one of the things that I do like about that song is that when he did it live, he always did it with a different person. True. It was like a, a different backup singer that he would just pull up and give the spotlight to. That's true. And That's like, a good that quality of his. Like, I just I loved that. That he just gave somebody who was not in the spotlight, he just like invited them up to do that that with him. Like there was yeah. never anybody on that song. I mean, Cheryl Crow, like she became famous after that. True. But like there was never be- anybody on that song like when he would perform it live that like people knew. Like he would just bring people up. Yeah, he also like I also loved watching his tour documentaries when he would like um let a fan come up and literally mm-hmm. just like love the shit out of them. Like it wasn't like an Usher thing where he would like, you know, d- dry <laughs> hump on them. Like it was just like one way to show love. Michael Jackson would just, like, have them come up, and he'd, like, hug them and sing to their face and, like, cuddle them and, like, give them all this, like, very pure, yeah. like, very sexual but, like, not explicitly love. And, like, how ni- – you remember those those videos where, like, yeah. the one in – um I remember there was one from, like, Russia or Germany that I watched all the time where that girl was just, like, crying, being in his arms, and he was so meaningful and, like, let her stay the whole time and, like, grab at him and, like – it's so romantic, like without actually being romantic, but you well, know. Okay, are we still doing um, duets? Because we're on number three. That was my number three. Okay, I didn't give your number three. Yes. Oh, number three. Um, that well, yeah. If we're not gonna count like the other Paul McCartney we'll songs, top threes. Okay, okay yeah, top threes. yeah. So I have. I gave mine. You got to do your number three. I'm trying to think if there was any others that I can't think of that he did like. Okay, there was when he did, you know, Somebody's Watching Me, which is yeah, special. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking That's of. pretty fun. But, I, like, okay, was... I mean, he's pretty famous for not really ever doing things with people. Right. I, I feel like... But I'm, am I miss, Are we missing one? Like, uh, okay, sure the girl, Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder. I'm sure I mean, are. like, on the... There was the... Well, okay. Maybe I'll count. On Black and White, he had so many guest oh, that, people. Like- rapper yeah that was amazing yeah it's <laughs> i love that rapper that's time great. that white rapper <laughs> i don't know if i would call it a duet though that's more you're right feature. but you know what well you're right because also there, i do like he the lines did, in the beginning and he also did one with biggie in in um in uh what's that album biggie invincible but biggie wasn't alive he did hold on he was dead it. though at invincible i gotta google it because like there's a song that he did Biggie was on it? Well, he was dead. I'm going to find it. Because you... Also, you know, okay, also that's a whole other topic too for me because you actually are much better with Invincible than I am. I don't know what happened to me. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Uh Oh, Biggie's in that? Notorious was on it, but like... I guess it was a sample. Wait, hold on. Let me look. Yeah, well, at well this. he was. Yeah, it has to be yeah, a sample. Yeah, I think it was like. Yeah, it was like a sample. Do we count of that? Something. We'll count it. I, I don't know. Um, Shaquille oh, O'Neal featuring Notorious B. And I guess he took part of that rap and added it into Unbreakable on Invincible on that album. I guess he sampled something. Yeah. Also. Which was interesting that he did that. That is interesting. Well, if he if he's the one who chose that, I don't that know. was two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that very clearly because I remember only loving, uh, you know, you rock my world, and but I, I played like, it every day. So I, uh, but I feel like a duet is something where the the two people have equal song time. So You're it's right. Not just like so. I feel like scream. The Paul McCartney ones, Stevie Wonder, like, are there any other ones that he had, like, equal song time And we're not going to count, we're not going to ever count the Jackson 5 stuff, because that's a whole other And we're not going to count, um, We Are the World. Oh my god, which we love. <laughs> I can, we should have a whole podcast about We Are the World. Oh my god. Oh my god. Woo! showed me for the first time, I mean, for a behind-the-scenes bitch, I can't believe I've never seen the behind-the-scenes documentary about We Are the World. 
But Rebecca showed it to me the other weekend, and oh, I mean, of course, one of our favorite parts is when like Michael Jackson side eyes Cindy Lauper and her like terrible riff. That is like the best scene of the whole fucking thing. Oh, so that, priceless. There's a lot of good things in that documentary. So priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess then I I think it might have to be Scream. Yeah, Scream. Okay. Then I do. I like because Scream. I yeah I I totally agree. I I just love I love any chance to see Michael Jackson like be in his relationships mm-hmm. and like you can totally feel their companionship on that song because like their voices do sound similar, which is so mm-hmm. beautiful to hear. Like just yeah. the family tie between them. Um, and, uh, you could tell it was important for them. I mean, you yeah, know, to say that. It yeah. Was yeah. And it was like a strong moment. I mean, that's also why I like bad because I mean, I, you know, it's a confusing time, I think for a lot of reasons, but I did, I did like the new gruffness of his voice and the new like toughness of his whole self. Like that seemed really real to me. Yeah. I think on the bad album, that's where he, and that's really, what happened like, on Janet Jackson really song too. Discovered, yeah. On the bad album, he really discovered that like gravel yeah. sound in his voice and just like got really aggressive with his vocals. And that was when just, oh God, it's like it magic. It's just so good. I just, it's like a whole other oh. rhythm piece. Like that's why it's amazing to me. Like his voice adds this whole other layer of musicality that like, it's just rare, I think, in a human voice to be able to do like mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a math equation, yeah. like you know. All right. Okay. So <laughs> Rebecca, do an ad. I'm gonna about to do our next segment. Okay. Of the Michael Jackson. Um, Go. Uh, <laughs> call one eight hundred Josh Wines. Josh Wines will make you drunk. <laughs> Sponsored by Josh, a.k.a. Joseph, the white wine manufacturer. (laughs) Sorry, I had a stutter. (laughs) Emily, are you ready? Okay, and we're back (laughs) with On the Spot. So, modern day Michael Jackson's, will there ever be another one? Uh, That is what I want to go to next. Okay. I have a lot to say. So, there are a lot of... This is always something that I think about. And... One thing, it's just there's so many facets to Michael Jackson's, his performance level, his vocals, his dancing, his music videos. Like there's just, there's just, there's so many, like he is just the epitome of an artist. (laughs) And I feel like there are a lot of artists that embrace certain parts, but I don't know if there ever, ever will be another one quite like him. Um, I mean... I gotta call out Beyonce because she's like my my love and my life. But I mean, I feel like she is it, even even Beyonce, who I love so much, she will never be a Michael Jackson. But for her performances, for the just the differences in all her albums, like one of the things that I love in Michael Jackson is all of his albums are so different from one to the next. And I feel like Beyonce also kind of has that. Mm -hmm. And she also lately, especially with her latest like visual albums is really going for all her music videos. So I feel like she's a really daring artist and like really obviously disgustingly talented like Michael Jackson was. So... But I don't know. And there's also things like like The weekend when he came out with like, I feel it coming and everybody was like, holy shit, this is like, this sounds like modern day Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. which I did agree. Like it had such Michael Jackson vibes and it was a, it's a beautiful and amazing song and I love it so mm-hmm. much. But I don't know. What do you think? You say you have a lot of thoughts. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Emily, thank you for this topic because this is really... <laughs> This is very important. First off, I'd like to say, and this is just me, I would never want to speak for anybody, but I actually like really, it's like a, I don't have a lot of pet peeves, but honestly, a pet peeve of mine is comparison. I hate comparison. I hate when people try to go like, oh, this is the new Michael J. Yeah. Or like, oh, like you remind me of this person. I'm like, first off, Mm. bitch. No. First off, like, hello like i'm not even religious and like i know god made individual people you know what i mean like i don't even i don't even know if i believe in god and i believe in that you know what i mean like i think it's weird that we're so like oh who's the next this or who's similar like i mean maybe it's like maybe i'm looking at it too negatively like maybe it's a compliment like oh like it is 
good that you're thinking of it that way. And I do agree with you on some level where it's just like, why do we have to have a next mm-hmm. Michael Jackson? Because like, he was so special. Why do you want another one? Like, yeah. let's just like save it for him. Like he yeah. was, he was the one and only Michael Jackson. Let's move on and let other people be their own. Exactly. And it's kind of like how I feel. Well, I'm not going to go too off topic, but just a side note with all the like remakes of movies. It's like, dude, mm. we made the movie. Yeah. Now what? Like we have a brain, use it, like do a new thing. You know, I, I mean, not everything can be like very new. I'm not saying, like, Oh, you have to invent movies. I just mean like do something different. Okay. Sorry. That's a, we can do that later. I don't know, but I just do want to say like, but with that, like, that's one thing I think. But I, I do agree with you that if I really had to, like, think about it or choose, it would obviously be Beyonce. I think I think you just can't pick anybody else. Because, to me, it's like, right, there's so many aspects. But for me, like, the thing that connected me to Michael Jackson was literally just, like, his presence. Like, mm-hmm. just the, he almost seemed like he glittered. Yeah. He had that, like, look in his eye that was just mm-hmm. different. And I feel like Beyonce's the only performer I've seen that also has that glint in her eye. Totally. Like, just that kind of, like, I don't know what. Like, They're almost something like other human. Exactly. Like, they're just, like, not even human. Right. Like, The weekend I love, but he he's he's not he's a human you know like he doesn't have that special heavenliness like Mm -hmm. Beyonce does something that is just it it makes you feel like you're floating on air and it reminds me of of Beyonce it reminds me of Michael Jackson you know so I I feel like and also with that same work ethic and that same like work ethic is big yeah just like their whole life is performance and music and and just the way they move their body the embodiment of performance is Mm -hmm. like huge you know and and I just feel like they both like really see it as like a channeling of of whatever you want to call it, God or magic or whatever. But I do think that's what makes someone a kind of Michael Jackson, like bringing in an otherworldliness, not just yeah. like, here I am, I'm a human, I'm performing. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to be so human that I'm going to be like this alien creature that's here to like be a delicious meal of talent. Yeah, agreed. And just to like go back on your other thing about like comparison, I was just like, I I think that humans like their our biggest weakness is nostalgia. Yeah, and I think that agreed. we crave a connection to something. So things like like you were talking about like movie remakes, like. I think remakes do so well because we crave that nostalgia from like other things from our past. Like of course, like literally, you and I were just sitting down talking about Sabrina. Like, oh yeah, literally so good. Yeah, could not get enough of it. Yeah, it was so exciting. But you know what? I have to so, sorry, but you know what? Like, but yeah, and I agree. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. But the reason why I I do like it is because it's not just a remake. It's like. Sabrina in a whole other dimension. Like, it's not at all like the series. Right. It's completely different. Right. But I think that's, and I think that that's also what people like, is they like to see it something in like a new way, but they want to connect it back to something that they know. Good point. So I think that like, there will never be, of course, another Michael Jackson, but I think people like to see like, this is like a Michael Jackson at like another level or like kind of like comparing it. And I think that that's kind of what we're doing with Beyonce Mm -hmm. is like, she really is like a Michael Jackson of our time mm-hmm. where she's just like, she has iconic songs. She has these insane performances, these beautiful music videos. Like you said, her work ethic is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think like just, she's just that person of our time. Maybe not even like, maybe I shouldn't even say like a Michael Jackson, but she's just that huge like out of this world performer of our time Mm -hmm. whereas Michael Jackson was of the 80s and 90s Beyonce is of the millennium I agree I think that's the answer really I really don't know how anybody could like argue with that I mean maybe they want to but you know maybe (laughs) all right um we are going to go to another commercial and (laughs) Then we are going to go to our final segment on On the Spot with Rebecca and Emily. Stay tuned. Call Stanley. I don't know. You got Stanley Steamer in my head. (laughs) Call 1-800-STEAMER. Stanley Steamer gets carpets cleaner. And we're back. Um... (laughs) 
In this segment, we're going to go on the street asking oh. random people about their opinions on our favorite Michael Jackson songs. Here we go, in the street. Let's go. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Sir. Yeah, yeah, how are you? Hey, um, what is your favorite song off of the Bad album of Michael Jackson? Oh, your thoughts. Oh, dear. Uh, it's been a minute, let me tell you. Uh, let's see, uh, can I go with bad? You can go with bad. Um, Rebecca, let's break this off. What? <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> oh, and Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your input. Anyway, um, bad, I have decided, Rebecca, and this is a new development. Um, we last, this should have been a, actually, I'm <laughs> all a bad over the place right now. This is like crumbling. This podcast is crumbling. Is amazing. It really was until this I segment. Thought it went really well. Um, <laughs> I should have made the last segment, um, music videos, but my, we'll do a new one. It's we'll fine. One. But just as a little sneak peek, my favorite used to be remember the time. And I think it was remember the time because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, Remember the time was like a movie, mm-hmm. you know, Eddie Murphy's in it. Mm-hmm. There's like scenes with like magic and pharaohs and in Egypt and it's like just so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I think I recently like admitted to myself, you know what? Bad is my favorite music video of all time because I think the main reason is the choreography mm-hmm. is that they are in these like badass clothes and they do all look like huge gangsters. But it's such a jazz-based dance. Mm-hmm. And it's just so amazing to see those two worlds collide. Mm-hmm. Like, just these, like, gangsters, like, dancing around in this jazz style. It's just so beautiful to me. Like, I just, I love that music video so much. It's beautiful. So thank you, sir on the street, for that um, input. Let's find somebody else. Um, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm a random person. Oh, I thought I thought um, you were I don't gonna, really right. like Michael Jackson actually. I think right. he's garbage. Kill yourself. Let's find someone else. Oh, here's somebody. Sir, excuse me. Excuse me. Do you have a minute, sir? Can I just steal a minute of your time? A minute? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um yeah, it was I think I just okay. <laughs> well, this is New York, so uh, I sound like a lot of people. Okay, sir. Yeah. In your opinion, who is the greatest entertainer of all time? Oh, greatest entertainer. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up with the Bruce. Oh, God. This is a tough question. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Oprah. <laughs> now, I would agree. Wait. This might be the topic of our new podcast, Oprah, Oprah for President. Have you guys heard wow. that she is she's like doing political things? Have you heard about yeah, that lately? God. Okay, well, I don't want to break off into this, but right way, listen, God. I feel like she's all about saying like, no, I'm not running for president, but she's literally gonna run in she like a decade. She's probably. gonna do it anyway. Um, this segment was a fail, so let's. What? We should like break, we should like pause it. Okay. And then do a song, you know? All right. So we are going to end our podcast with real, a please. nice little song. I don't know what I was going to ask you. <laughs> no. Don't argue on, don't argue <laughs> on camera. Well, okay. Okay. So, no, you know what? It's only nine something. Exactly. <laughs> so enjoy this song as the ending. This is Rebecca. Please. This is Emily. And. Uh, Patrick. And this has been on the spot. Yeah.